Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, our hosts look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words. Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to build a space between a hard place and a rock is all we do. But we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones and all no different to you. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name is Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to disentangle you from the Gordian knot of the Internet's bullshit. Nope. Hold on. My cat got the Gordian knot. Oh, God. <laughs> no. oh. He's got it. Oh. <laughs> it's me, Cap. Hey, I'm back. I got it. I got the knot. It's been a while. <laughs> Everybody laughing how fucking funny I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now you betrayed Jess's presence by forcing her to laugh at you on a joke that's not going to be funny to the listeners. I was trying to sneak my way onto this podcast with no one ever noticing and just drop in one funny thing and leave, and you've ruined it. Oh, shit. <laughs> we did it. Did you introduce yourself? I was staring at Brian and wasn't listening. I don't know. I think so many, I did. So many sight gags that are going to be great audio. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we can also go with something along the lines of, hi, I'm Jess. I wandered in here and they handed me a mic. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Which brings us to our first topic. <laughs> our first topic is coming from r slash random thoughts posted by user RemarkableBit9887. They write, male prostitutes should be called prostitutes. Um, (laughs) they do elaborate edit this is a joke not a real opinion but let's treat it let's treat it for a moment like a real opinion should male prostitutes be called prostitutes (laughs) that is implying so many things it really is (laughs) as if prostitutes is a feminine word yeah it doesn't need to be masculinized right if it we should do it both ways Right. It feels like the it feels like the guy liner thing, like Mm -hmm. eyes are not inherently feminine. Why would you call eyeliner on a man guy liner? Right. Or a man bag. You know, this is this is a a common trope. Yeah. What's the other one? Dude wipes. Oh, that's just a (laughs) that's just a greatly named product, Ryan. Although I I have seen them on many Mm -hmm. a backpacking trip. Apparently, if it's for use in the woods, it cannot be even remotely feminized <laughs> or by baby. Virtue, you can't just have baby by virtue of not being masculine. No, Davy Crockett wasn't dying at the Alamo so that somebody could wipe his face with a floral pink wipe 200 years in the future. It better not say anything <laughs> about exfoliation or Davy Crockett will turn in his grave. We're, we're about to dip into some mansplaining, but I'm sure you both have heard <laughs> of the pink tax. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Me and my wallet have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So for our listeners at home who who have not been on the receiving end of the pink tax, it is when a product is rebranded for women and then they charge more for that product. Now, my question is, if if you have a baseline product that is then redesigned for women and it costs more, when you redesign it for men, does it cost more or less? I, I'm going to say if if this is how it should be, I'm going to say more and then it goes the the proceeds go to women who work at that company. 
More and it's camo. It are, are non-binary people just better at saving money then? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not really feeling things. dude wipes, not feeling lady wipes. I'm just going to get wipes. And, and you're spending and you're spending a lot less money because you don't have to pay for the uh, uh, you don't have to pay gender for the descriptor. Taxes. Yeah, you don't have to you don't <laughs> have to gender that. You know, it costs a lot of money to gender a wipe. They have to they actually have to bring in a professional. They, they stick their finger in the container. And they're like, um, yeah, OK, I feel. Yep. That's that's boy wipes. It's it's basically astrology for uh, for QA people. There you go. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Now, with that being said, I don't think that uh, prostitution needs any rebranding. It is from what I'm uh, from what I've been told, the oldest profession. Um, And it's been going strong for a long time. I don't think that we need to call male prostitutes prostitutes. I think we should just call them sex workers, which is a non-gendered classification of people who perform sexual acts for money. I was about to say, we have sex workers right there. Prostitute sounds like a bad 90s show. It really, it sounds like something horrible that would be made in maybe the early 2000s. I was oh. about to say early 2000s movies starring mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds. And I was Rob going Schneider. to say Ryan Reynolds, 100%. No, Rob <laughs> Schneider actually did make that movie. It was called Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it should have been thing I had scrubbed from my brain. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know what? That does bring up another good point. Like the word gigolo does exist. It's true. Whether it's offensive or not. I would have to do some. Do you think it sounds masculine enough, though? Like, is it is it butch? Is the word gigolo butch enough? Or is it just like like spelled with a J? It wouldn't be as masculine as it is spelled with a G. I think I think the difference is you need to be able to (laughs) distinguish between between male prostitutes who pull up to your house on a Harley Davidson and prostitutes that pull up to your house on a Vespa. If you're on a Vespa, you're a gigolo. If you're on a Harley, you're a prostitute. (laughs) Now it just sounds like a band. (laughs) (laughs) the more i say prostitute the less it sounds like a word it's true let's just do the internet a favor and stop saying it then yeah that's a good idea (laughs) (laughs) probably a good idea all right so (laughs) but speaking of potentially illegal activity taking place (laughs) uh i came across this story on fox news not a real news network (laughs) And the headline was Kentucky toddler exposes location of fugitive hiding in home to deputies. Uh, Then it says in quotations, it is good to be honest End quotations, Uh, not a Trump voter, I guess. Uh, (laughs) And then subtitle was Tina Hicks, 45, was arrested on meth possession charges and other outstanding warrants. Before we get into the details of this story, I just wanted to point out, I, I put here in the show notes, I have a picture of Tina Hicks, age 45. And I, we're, we're not like this isn't a show where we shame people for their physical appearances or anything like that. But all I want to say is that this woman looks significantly older than 45 and that, you know, she was arrested for meth possession. So that could be a factor in meth does cause some premature aging. Uh, but I, I but just for context, I put her up next to a picture of Paul Rudd just looking beautiful and glowing at the age of 52. <laughs> One of one of these people has a massive team that is paid an immense <laughs> amount of money or like a blood oath to a weird <sighs> God. You can have both. That's true. All I know is I look like Paul Rudd's older brother and he is 13 years older than me. 
Paul Rudd looks better than me, and he's 20 years older than he me. He does look better than you. Yeah. yeah. I, I, no, I, I, I don't know. Like, that, that, <laughs> that is not a that is not an insult. I, I, I put no, that is not a spicy comment. That is spicy. just me letting you know Paul Rudd is an unbelievably good looking man. Yes. It's basically never a uh, never an insult to someone to say that Paul Rudd looks better than them. It's more like a baseline. It's the kind of thing you say to establish whether or not a lie detector is working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just there it is. Paul Rudd looks better than you. Yep. Nothing. Nothing spiked. We're good. I'm pretty sure if Paul Rudd, Rob Lowe and John Stamos had a threesome, it'd basically be the components you needed for a time machine. <laughs> either that or uh, either that or the philosopher's stone. Ooh, <laughs> it's it's just alchemy. <laughs> All right. So uh, tell me about this snitch, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I need to hear about this snitch. So apparently the police showed up to a residence looking for this lady, Tina Hicks, and all of the adults in the house were like, no, that, she's not here. We haven't seen her. And then the t- and this is a quote from the article. The toddler then stood up, put his hands on his hips power pose and said it is good to be honest we shouldn't lie he then informed deputies that the woman was hiding inside the room next to the bathroom this sounds like police lies to me like it almost sounds a little too perfect like the toddler stood up (laughs) and put his hands on his hips like it feels a little scripted and that toddler grew up to be kyle rittenhouse (laughs) (laughs) oh god i wouldn't say he grew up Yeah, that might be. Yeah, no, it is. um, Like, seriously, if you strip Kyle, if you strip Kyle Rittenhouse down naked and then put him in a diaper, tell me, tell me he looks grown up. No, big murder, baby. Don't put that in my brain. Kyle Kyle Rittenhouse, big murder, baby body. (laughs) Nobody make fan art or a sticker. A little murder, baby body. (laughs) That's that's the uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the Google image search. Yes, please, 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 please. You know what I'm going to post on social media without fail? And this time I'm serious. I'm right. going to ask serious. the AI art generator to produce <laughs> an image of Kyle Rittenhouse in a diaper. In jail, preferably. In baby jail. In baby jail. Oh, that makes sense. just called a crib. And, and this kid's probably testifying against him. <laughs> He's the opposite of Tommy Pickles. I will say, I think based on this story, I think that teaching kids about... Uh, um, Oh, shit. What is the word that I'm thinking of? Non, Subterfuge. No, oh. <laughs> like not not always consistent. A cab. OK, that is a, that's obvious. <laughs> what gray morality teaching kids about like mm. conditional or like situational morality. We should maybe start earlier. <laughs> like very uh, young. Kids, I'll tell you what. Kids do not understand nuance at all. At all. It's true. You got to have like a little, little flow chart. My kid doesn't even distinguish between the difference between poop and pee. Like when he, when he pees in his diaper, he comes up to me and says, poo stinking. It's like <laughs> poo stinking. poop and pee. It's just stuff that fills your diaper. Like he has one yeah. word for the stuff that fills your diaper and it's poo stinking. Again, evocative. Which, which, you know what? If, if we're being absolutely, if we're absolutely being real here, um, yeah. I think that's a solid defense for Tina Hicks. Like she was, she was not poos because her poo was stinking and she was in the room next to the bathroom. Uh, No, but what I'm I'm saying is like, is this kid going to testify in court? Of course not. Yeah. Are you going to put a three-year-old on the stand and and get reliable testimony? I don't think so. Can you even get a suit for a three-year-old? Oshkosh. 
<laughs> they got one for Kyle Rittenhouse, and he's basically just a big man baby. Also from Oshkosh Bagash, I assume. <laughs> Entirely possible. He crossed he crossed state lines to tuck a assault rifle into his overalls. <laughs> uh, what a dipshit. <laughs> he's not a good person. Like he's no. literally not a good person. No. What were you he's saying earlier about how are you excited about this being the first uh, podcast mm-hmm. thing you're putting out in the world, making fun of Kyle Rittenhouse? Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> well, here's the good news. I'm going to edit it all down. It's going to sound super smooth. Like we're just going to be, we're just going to be going back and forth. Like I, I'll move laughter around. People will laugh at all your jokes. Like oh God, on, the, on the most recent episode, Monica left five minutes before the end of the episode. She laughs at all nice. my jokes for the rest of the episode. <laughs> like that's just, that's, that's the power that the editor has. Can I will make us all life? look as cool as you can look. It's true. On a podcast. <laughs> which that's, there is a ceiling the <laughs> this is true <laughs> go ahead hit me cap let me get on my soapbox here this might get a little dark as long as we're not advocating to kill this kid i think we'll be all right no no not that dark i'm just saying right now it feels kind of good i don't think nonviolent drug charges should be hunted down like this i don't know what she did yeah, I mean, if we're if we're actually giving our legitimate opinions on this, it's uh, absolute and complete bullshit that the cops were at her house at all, much less that they were interrogating a small child or even That's asking true. questions with a small child in the room. Yeah. And, and let's be absolutely real. If doing meth doesn't ruin your life, getting arrested for doing meth will. Yes. Like that's the, that's the, that's yeah. the double edged sword of drug uh, of drug laws. It's just like. We're, we're, we're really concerned that you're going to ruin your life, so you better go to prison for a few years. Being arrested for doing meth, if it has not already ruined your life, is just the cops going, hey, we want to make those natural consequences happen for you. This is, this is us just making it, making it happen. Do you, th- do you think this baby turned up at the, at the emergency room seeking stitches? Because that's some snitch activity. It is. That's what I'm saying. This is the kid that, like... When when my folks was hiding in walls back then, he'd just be like, yeah, they're right in there. Go get them. Could you do a cute little German accent when you do that? <laughs> or is God. that too much? Is that too far? <laughs> is that, it's your it's your joke. I'm just I'm just asking if you can punch it up a bit. <laughs> can I? I don't know. Can I do a little? Cute I can't, German I can't accent? punch Give it up for you. That is a, that is clearly against the rules. I'm, I'm, I'm just per, I'm just letting you know where you could take it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> you don't have to. Can always edit it and post. My friends, they are hiding right inside the walls. <laughs> and I, that kid, if this was am I the asshole, that kid would be the asshole. Yeah, I'm sorry I dragged that Entirely out. Entirely correct. Camp. No, it's okay. I need to practice my small <laughs> uh, Dusseldorf boy voice. Anyway, this I will say this story 100% has made me side-eye every single toddler in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I have one that lives in my house with me, and it's only a matter I'm of so time sorry. before the cops are knocking on my door and I end up going to jail. That's the next worst thing to having an Alexa. I have like four of those. You have so many tiny informants in your house. <laughs> I've got, I've got like one in every room. <laughs> is the Alexa listening? Is the Alexa in the room right now? But, but if that is what sends me to prison, so be it. <laughs> and when I get to prison, let me tell you what I'm going to do. Tell me. So this topic was actually uh, 
this topic was actually recommended by Maurice, uh, who has been uh, a, a font of interesting pit tidbits for us to look into. And he sent us a meme, and it's got a heavily tattooed man mm-hmm. um, wearing a what looks like a traditional uh, Japanese like sumo diaper. But speaking of criminals in diapers, uh, <laughs> is that the tra- did transition. I miss that transition? Anyways, uh, next, two good next- ones. Leave them both in. <laughs> okay, um, leave them both in. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of leaving things in, apparently some Yakuza members insert beads into their genitals. Each bead marks an important event. So I looked into this claim. It's like a charm bracelet. It's, it's like a charm bracelet, but it's inside of your penis. Um, so I looked into this. Uh, this is a practice that's sometimes called purling. Basically, it's subdermal implants uh, placed beneath the skin of the penis in order to create a contoured surface. Um, this, this seems to indicate that it's to mark an important event. So I, let, let's examine, let's examine the, the overall practice. Then we'll get into the other stuff. Um, so as far as I can tell, uh, the practice originates in Southeast Asia. I did find some references to it being included in the Kama Sutra. However, I, that, I, I could not find anything verifying that. That was just more of a claim that was thrown out there and not supported by anything. Uh, however, there is solid documentation dating to at least the 16th century in the Philippines, uh, in which they're talking about uh, subdermal, subdermal penis implants. Uh, then there's additional documentation that places the practice uh, that places the practice also in Thailand and Indonesia. So it seems like a generally Asian thing that gets starts getting reported on in the 16th century by curious Europeans in the area. Quite curious. (laughs) Curious, imperious, whichever Uh, (laughs) colonialist, whichever. There it is. Um, (laughs) Again, all of these. It died off in Thailand and Indonesia around the mid 17th century due to religious pressure from Christianity and Islam, which are two, I'm told very anti penis modification (laughs) religions. Uh, no, hold on. I, I, w- I would argue that there's there's some modification going on. In there, there is some. Modif- well, that's 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 no, that's mine. It, I, I'm just saying it carried over. <laughs> some of it did. Um, OK, so <laughs> they're both very lukewarm about. Uh, OK, so they are they're They are very much take away, not in, not add to like yes. you can you can take away from the penis. You just can't add to the penis. How about that? I, I would argue that if it's if it's to increase your enjoyment of sex in any way, shape, or form, it's gonna be right out with the Christians. Oh yeah, well that that, that actually gets to the that actually gets to the nut of this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the practice does continue to be popular uh, around the world in some communities. One of the communities where it's popular is apparently with Filipino sailors. Uh, they are called bolitas. A 1999 study found that 180 of 314 randomly surveyed Filipino sailors had some form of subdermal penis modification. That is a 57% subdermal penis implant rate. I desperately want to see the study design. I I did not know where that sentence was going. (laughs) (laughs) Nowhere exciting, just to methodology. Uh, The the good news is there are pictures out there. I did not include them in the slideshow. Thank you. 
Uh, out of consideration for the fact that we are meeting for the first time. And the first thing I don't (laughs) want to do is send you dick pics. How'd the podcast recording go? Eh, Well, you know, the the host sent me some dick pics. We talked about um, them. (laughs) (laughs) You did put a lovely Cheetos picture in here, though. (laughs) We'll get to the Cheetos picture. So uh, they like I said, they call these bolitas and uh, which also happens to be a brand of Cheetos uh, sold in Mexico. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I was wondering <laughs> what the connection between these two pictures was. Yeah, I do have a I do have a picture of a yakuza uh, a, a yakuza presumably criminal. I don't know if he's been arrested and, and tried for his crimes. You are innocent until proven guilty, as far as I'm concerned. All I know is that he is a heavily tattooed man wearing a diaper. There's, got, there's what is? I need to know the official name of for the the diaper for the cloth. I, I honestly don't know. Not my field yeah. of study. I, I I went to school for Korean language, not for Japanese, unfortunately. <laughs> Mawashi. Now, now ask me how to say diaper in Korean and I will draw a fucking blank. I, in which case I will not ask you. Uh, like I said, that 1999 study found 180 of 314 randomly surveyed Filipino sailors. But I wonder if they were all in maybe like the same boat or working for the same shipping company. Peer pressure. Yeah. Like how, how broad, how broad was this study of 314 sailors? Uh, there's something like a quarter million Filipino sailors out there. Uh, uh, it's a it is a major source of employment for people in the Philippines. Uh, there's like I said, there's about a quarter million Filipinos out there working in uh, commercial shipping. So surveying 315 is not a statistically I, I would say that's probably not a statistically valid sample. This sounds like a researcher got really curious about the specific boat that they were on and figured Maybe. they would also publish it real quick. Maybe. And that there, there is some real possibility. Uh, there is some, there is some possible truth to that because a lot of the information I got was actually collected by a socio, uh, a sociologist named Steve McKay out of the university of California, who in 2005 traveled with Filipino crews. So, hmm. and uh, you also have to, you also have to figure like from a, from a sampling standpoint, like how long of a conversation do you have to have with somebody before you ask them about their penis? I, that's that's part of why I was wondering about the study design. I want to. Did you have to write this out ahead of time? Like, how many times did this person have to practice? If you want grant funding, you better damn write it exactly. out ahead of time. You, somebody went and defended their idea, and was like, "This is how I'm going to ask these people about their penis." So, like I said, this University of California sociologist Steve McKay. Uh, in 2005, was r- riding around on ships with Filipino crews. Apparently, his big breakthrough was uh, drunken karaoke night. That's when they really opened up to him. Um, but he recorded their attitudes. They were super proud of these penile implants. And the the big thing that kept popping up, uh, it, and the thing is, it's kind of tough to tell because so many people, I found a lot of articles about this, but almost everybody is going back to this guy's work. But apparently these Filipino sailors were were super proud of the impression that it made on Brazilian sex workers. And the they, they're like, oh, yeah, they are happy when they hear about the Filipino crews coming to port because they got something special going on downstairs. Um, and that's the thing. Like, I think part of the issue is that these Filipino sailors are falling into the trap that a lot of people fall into when they're dealing with people who work in the service industry. They're not really your friend. No. They're they are they are yeah. doing that. They are they are doing that thing with you for the money. Whether it's whether it's having whether it's having sex with you in a in a in a in a musty hotel room in Rio de Janeiro, or if you're getting coffee from a barista at a Starbucks, they are being nice to you. They do not necessarily like you. In fact, there's a 
fairly good chance that they secretly hate you. <laughs> if my experience in, in service jobs is any indication, they almost definitely hate you. Yes. <laughs> I I know we're I know we're still doing like background, but I do have so many questions. Cause my my first question is how you determine, because you mentioned at the beginning that like they do this to like mark certain events. And I want to know how you determine which event is important enough. Mm. Okay. So to implant something in your genitalia. All right. So the special events, that is a claim that is specific to the Yakuza. The special event in the Filipino sailor's life, which uh, precedes having a penile implant is Pulling I really want to, I, I really want to put a, uh, some sort of circular bead in my penis to impress Brazilian prostitutes. That's, that's the extent of the, that's, that's, that's the, okay. uh, that's the big moment in life. It's just like, I'm really going to fuck real good when I get to port in a month. That's it. Um, <laughs> So uh, with the however, with Yakuza members, and this this does actually turn out to be true, according to a according to a Vice article written by somebody whose girlfriend had had sex with a Yakuza member, which is how most Vice articles begin, I believe. (laughs) That makes sense. But apparently the the rumor with the Yakuza members is that it has the significant of one implant for uh, one implant for each year of imprisonment, which I think is actually kind of sweet because. The, the, the writing in that article seemed to indicate that, like the Filipino sailors, the Yakuza members are doing this as a, as a form of uh, as a modification to sexually stimulate their partner. So it's like every year I'm in prison, I'm putting a bead in there for you. That way, when I come out, the sex will be that much better. It's kind of sweet. Like, it's a gesture. It's like you're not getting it now, but when you do get it, oh, it's going to be so good. And the longer I'm away, <laughs> the better it's going to be. Oh, I used a paperclip and I made this happen for you. I need you to not think. If only there was some other sort of permanent thing you could do to your skin to, you know, symbolize an important moment. (laughs) Regarding your, you know, for your partner. Maybe this is the same part of my brain that wants to know about the like study methodology and asking a bunch of Filipino sailors about their penises. But I also just really want to know how, how do you do this in prison multiple times? Oh, you rent out a surgical suite. <laughs> oh, obviously. Yeah. Those <laughs> well, are, those seem common. According to Vice, and this is a direct quote, somehow purling behind bars caught on in the U.S. too, with inmates using the sharpened end of a plastic spoon to make the incision and stuffing dominoes, marbles, and broken off heads of chess pieces under the skin of their penises. I wouldn't use a plastic spoon to push my cuticles back. Yeah. Much less. <laughs> well, have you tried sharpening it yet? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe that's it. That's the missing part, part here. Yeah, because spoons don't start off sharp. I've seen Robin Hood and Prince of Thieves. I, I know what's up. <laughs> you use a spoon because it'll hurt more. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a deep Alan Rickman cut for the folks mm-hmm. at home. So the objects themselves aren't always spherical. It's called pearling because historically uh, pearls were actually used for this purpose. One of one of many purposes that pearls have. The other is uh, jewelry. It's jewelry and subcutaneous penile implants. But a lot of the guys, they're they're in prison. They're actually making these things themselves out of, like, uh, like I said, dominoes, marbles, broken off heads of chess pieces, that sort of thing. The first image I actually saw of one of these things was actually a... 
it looked like a doggy biscuit, like like one of those cartoon dog bones. And that had been whittled out of a uh, whittled out of a domino. I actually looked at all these pictures. I did not make you look at these pictures. Like Jess (laughs) is looking very, very distraught about this. I am having a visceral reaction. That's why I'm not talking much to these jailhouse moils. I I, I am just nervous over here. Cap is is actively clutching a pillow in the shape of his cat's head. I am am uncomfortable. I mean, what is this going to hit the RPG sector so we can get like a full seven dice set right up there? Oh, my God. You're right. (laughs) They're the perfect shape, except for D4s. Don't do a D4. Just like a just like a tiny, just like a tiny D20. Yeah. Um, (laughs) A D4 is just a caltrop. (laughs) As one might imagine, there are some potential medical complications associated with. uh, Say it ain't so. There, there, there are there are potential complications associated with having a man who's in jail for armed robbery cutting into your penis to place a, a whittled domino into it. You can have complications like bleeding, infection, foreign body migration, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with foreign body <laughs> migration. It's like when uh, when people get hit with like shrapnel and war mm-hmm. and like pieces of metal like end up like Amen. migrating yeah. out of the skin. This is exactly what happened to Iron Man. Yeah, like an Iron, like in the movie Iron Man. It's, the, <laughs> it's the exactly what happened in Iron Man. He got captured by the Taliban. Went to prison. And then a a capture. Uh, he, you can put an arc reactor in your junk and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, it certainly will get a reaction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, bleeding infection, foreign body migration, loss of sensation, which is a huge fucking problem. Uh, skin irritation. And discomfort for one or both parties uh, when engaged in a sex act. Um, So in the articles that I read, some sex experts were casting doubt on the efficacy of these implants to bring pleasure, pointing out that it can hit in the wrong spot or cause unwanted friction in places you don't want unwanted friction. Oh, no. You might be thinking to yourself, maybe I should mutilate my genitals to bolster my sexual performance. How would you know what I was thinking? Uh, I would encourage you to ask a more diverse group of people than the 30 dudes getting drunk and singing karaoke on a cargo ship or the people in your cell block. Maybe take a larger survey, maybe survey somebody who you might be having sex with, in which case maybe the people on your cell block. But if your intention (laughs) is to use it once you get out of prison, maybe, I don't know, write a letter to your pen pal. Methodology is important. But if you're looking for a way to enhance your sexual performance, Maurice also hit us with this fantastic product. Well, Jess, would you like to describe this? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's really enhance my uh, my first podcast experience here, uh, mm-hmm. much in the way that <laughs> a product called Intellifuck will, I assume, in- enhance your sexual experience. Uh, this is a single pill in one of those really irritating blister packs that you'd need a sharp object to get into that will almost damage, almost definitely damage the thing inside it. Um, featuring mm-hmm. a, uh, kind of blurred out image of Albert Einstein's head mm-hmm. and inset into his head in the style of, uh, the eighties, like JC Penny, uh, family portraits is a, uh, a tiger sexually mounting a rhinoceros. Um, Just the way God intended. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it purports to uh, increase sex drive and IQ simultaneously, increasing your spatial awareness, fuck speed, 
<laughs> deductive reasoning and fuck time. However, it also promises it doesn't, okay. it will not produce a headache, diarrhea, or bone rot, which are things I would not have asked about previously. <laughs> bone rot is actually one of the complications for having penis implants. So <laughs> I'm learning so much on this podcast. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. Right. Is, right, is this our friend? Is this is this our friend from the the candy corn hot dogs? This feels this feels reminiscent. I could not find an origin. Like it felt that way because sometimes the the watermark will get like cropped mm-hmm. out by somebody. Um, but there is no watermark here as far as I can tell. Um, I will say that it does look photoshopped. If you look at the there, there's that blue call out box. I think that was added in after the fact. It seems like it's almost overlapping the edge of the uh, the edge of the cardboard, which is uh, tail sign. What's the word I'm mm-hmm. looking for? Um, it is graphically impossible in real life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other the other thing that makes me think that this is photoshopped is all of it. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> at the bottom where it says no headache, no diarrhea, no bone rot, um, the text is slightly askance uh, in that you have more dead space between rot that uh, rot and the edge than you do between no and the edge, so it's crooked. Um, and that's not terribly unusual, especially for like pr- cheap print jobs for something to be a little bit off centered in the bleed area, except that up at the top where it says 18 and under ask parents before consuming that is perfectly straight, which means it's not an uneven print. Um, <laughs> at least they're protecting themselves, you know, ask, ask your parents before Legal. consuming. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I do not believe that this, uh, tiger is actually having sex with a rhinoceros. For what it's worth. Is it is it because the tiger is to be slightly larger than the rhinoceros? Yeah, that is a very small rhinoceros relative to the tiger having penetrating Obviously. it. Yes. Just giving him a platonic. I apologize massage. for using the word penetrating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is. You know what? You're right, Cap. Maybe it is just a soldier a shoulder massage. Maybe we're thinking too. Maybe we're exactly. We're, we're having nasty thoughts. The tiger's not having nasty thoughts. So it increases your spatial awareness, fuck speed, deductive reasoning, and fuck time. Now, what I think is interesting <laughs> here is that fuck speed and fuck time could could be the same thing because the speed at which you fuck. This is almost an Einstein equation is. Yeah, I, I almost want to combine the two of them into uh, fuck velocity because mm-hmm. that, that's 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 which direction you're going and how fast and how fast, how quickly you get there. The most disturbing thing about this image is somebody is holding this pill packaging up in the photo so you can see the hand of the person holding it compare the size of the pill to the fingers it's so big it's, it's so big it does kind well, of look I've like i'm gonna take that, this pill and wake up uh <laughs> out of the matrix and in the real world if you if you subdermally implanted that beneath the skin of your penis mm. it would increase your it would it, it would increase your <laughs> it, would, it, would, it would improve your velocity <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I think it would probably dissolve as it is a gel cap. <laughs> mm. Is it though? It does look like it has one of those. Uh... <laughs> That's two birds, one stone to me. <laughs> Honestly, it looks like uh, it looks like the stuff they were using to chip us with the vaccine at the beginning yeah. when when those first came out. Yeah, when Bill Gates was, yeah, in, was inserting his microchips inside of us. <laughs> Like, this is how they get you. They're like, you're going to fuck so fast, mm, which is, you know, obviously a huge selling point for people who know how to fuck. Um, 
<laughs> They're just like, the faster, the better. <laughs> That's what we're looking for, speed. It's all about efficiency. So for, 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 all, of our, for all of our underage listeners, I would like to uh, emphasize speed is not everything. In fact, it's rarely something. <laughs> <laughs> but this is not a awareness podcast. So. It's very important. <laughs> Let me be clear. <laughs> I do feel like this looks like one of those little capsules that has like a sponge dinosaur in mm. it. It does. <laughs> I mean, I could I could certainly see that being a product that would help me with my spatial awareness and deductive reasoning. Yeah. <laughs> like I the thing is like I, I don't know. Like because this is not a real product, it it's it's hilarious. But if it were a real product. Do you think that there's any value in increasing your sex drive and your IQ simultaneously? Only if you're a prostitute. I would almost think you have to because I think the smarter you are, the fewer people you want to have sex with. Mm. So true. Because you're just like, no, not that person. No, not that person. No, not that person. Like you start crossing off. The smarter you get, the more people you cross off of your sex list. It's just that Bradley Cooper limitless drug. Mm hmm. The only way to counteract the negative side effects of your IQ increasing drug is to also increase your sex drive. Because then you're willing to be like, not that person, but maybe. So it's just beer goggles. Is, is Albert Einstein's face just free use now? Can we just put his face on our product? If it's, a, if it's something that makes you smarter, you kind of have to. Right. I'm surprised it's not the one with the tongue out. Right. If they're going to pick an Albert Einstein's face for a, a <laughs> sexual intelligence to hell. <laughs> speaking of tongues. <laughs> but speaking of raging animal sexual desire. Oh, that brings us to our oh. final topic, which I will. Which which I believe uh, cat cap. Oh, sorry, I, I kind of kind of gave bury the, lead. the cat out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> What's the opposite of burying the lead? Uh, this is from our cats on Reddit posted by. Oh, my God, I should have read this first. Posted by user <laughs> Hottie Shreky. That is Shrek spelled like the Michael Myers character with a Y. Hottie Shreky. <laughs> New topic, user the, Hottie Shreky. The full urge to read this question in Shrek voice. Has to be pushed out. You, you know what makes me really sad? Is, Tell me. Is, is I've been on these, uh, the, the Dream AI uh, Discord, mm -hmm. and they do have a not safe for work one. And I, oh, I clicked no. on it, and there's a lot of Shrek porn on there. So, Hottie Shrekie is a, lot a of hot topic for some corners of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> this user asks a question to r slash cats. How do I get waterproof lipstick off my cat? Question mark, question mark. And they are looking for advice. <laughs> And this is not a hypothetical question, judging no, the, by what you're showing me here. There is a picture of a cute, cute, cute little kitty with a big old red smackaroo right on its forehead. And I'm pretty sure that we have had the discussion on this podcast with me that I think is OK to give your cat a little smooch on the forehead. Who, who doesn't think it's OK? It is OK. And somebody on the Internet was wrong. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have to reveal that to you, that somebody on the internet was wrong. I won't kiss my cats on the lips. Although I did, in researching this, find a picture of a big, big red smackaroonie on the cat's lips. And they were also wondering how to get lipstick off their cat. And I was like, this 
feels strange. I'm going to go back to my other picture. Well, now, 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 now it feels like you're covering up a crime. It does. <laughs> <laughs> like a smooch on the cat's on the top of the cat's head looks like that's fine. Smooch on the cat's lips, just like. Mm. If anything, it's a great way to get a lot of fur in your lipstick, regardless. You got to have fur everywhere if you got as many cats as I do. Let me tell you, <laughs> everywhere I look. But that is what I thought of for my first answer to this question was get another cat. Solves all your problems. Cat's bored. Get another cat. <laughs> you, cat has you, something, you've got something you don't want to get your hands on. The other cat will lick it off for you. They are self-cleaning Ooh. machines. <laughs> Self and, and sibling cleaning machines. Self and sibling cleaning machines. But then you have to keep getting more cats to clean the messes of the previous cat. So it does become a problem after some time. I mean, that totally checks out. I want to know what mess Winston That made. necessitated you buying another cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> another two cats. I also, uh, as I was prompted by Ryan here to start playing with the AI chat robot, I asked it to write me a joke uh, for this podcast about cats wearing lipstick. So here is an AI generated got? joke for your podcast. How do you get lipstick off a cat? You don't. You just let them rock that bold lip look. And that was written by a robot, everybody. I like that the AI here has committed to the bit. They're like, if your cat right? has lipstick on it, it's because it put lipstick on. Like your your cat it. has made a fashion your choice. Cat, yeah, your cat has been watching YouTube videos and you need to support their life. <laughs> <laughs> If your cat got lipstick on you, what's the first thought you would go to? What would you use to clean your cat? Other than another cat, because that I already said that. Like, so my wife does uh, these pinup events. So she's in a pinup club. They do like retro clothing and makeup and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so makeup and hair are actually something that I see a lot of in my house. And I know that micellar water is great for taking makeup off. And it's also good for getting that bong resin cleaned out. Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) And your tobacco pipes. Or so I've been told. It's, it's all my cellar water. All the way down. All the way down. But also like any, anything you would use to clean your counters is probably not a, a a cat friendly solution. So maybe put down the Mr. Clean magic eraser, but a, all else fails, I have used all kinds of things to get really red lipstick off. <laughs> <laughs> the flip side to this is, you know, I, I'm thinking here about the person who has lipstick on their cat's lips because they, they, <laughs> they then committed a crime. This picture. So I guess the, 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 secondary, the secondary question is, how do, you, how do I get waterproof lipstick off my cat? And the answer is not burlap sack in the river because evidence is not oh, going to wash God. away. Because <laughs> oh, the other option is to get rid of the cat. Like you're, covering up a, you're covering up a cat crime. <laughs> I was going to say you could just balto the cat. Go away, I don't love you anymore, but no. Oh yes! Oh my God! I've never seen so Balto, much but you know that's you know that's based. You know what's really upsetting about that? Like learning that that part of the Balto stories. I know that Balto was actually a real historical canine. Yeah. And, and the <laughs> thought that in reality somebody told that wonderful heroic dog to go away. I don't love you anymore. Breaks my heart a little bit. Please look at the picture I've just sent you. I'm sorry. The picture that Cap just sent 
I, the first way all, that this person is holding their cat all, makes it look like they have in fact committed a crime or are about to. Yes, right? It is the oh, no. worst picture. Now, I am somebody who has tried that to take That is a person of- getting rid of a cat with <laughs> lipstick on it. Oh, that is a picture God. taken by a person who's getting rid of a cat with lipstick on it, not a person trying to get rid of lipstick on their cat. It looks like they're choking their like, that cat. Is, that is an aggressive handhold. And it is hard it to really take a picture is. of a cat. Let me tell you, they move around a lot, but... The sheer fact, like, when this you is like Fifty Shades of Grey tabbing. It, it looks like the meme of somebody grabbing your neck and putting you up against a wall. The cat does look <laughs> fine, but it looks uh, it looks confused. If anything, it's, it looks suspicious. It's in duress. It's in duress. <laughs> so, if, to be fair, all all cats that are being photographed look like they're in duress because they are. This question has been asked on Reddit so many times. There are so many links with pictures like this of lipstick on cats. One of my favorite responses. A lot of cat lovers on Reddit. A lot of cat lovers with lipstick on Reddit. My favorite response to this first image of the gray cat that got smooched on the head is put on gray lipstick and smooch the same, same spot. That is super smart. You just, ma- you just match your kitty. <laughs> just cover it up. Match your kitty. You can. Color theory. <laughs> There are many things you can use. You can use, for all of you at home with cats and lipstick, I will tell you this, you can use pretty much any household oil. Any household... Why can't I say that word? Any household oil. I don't know, but you rewound so quickly, I was amazed. Yeah, did you like that? (laughs) Olive oil, baby oil, coconut oil. Anything that breaks down like these waxy makeup lipstick, that will work, and it's safe for your cat. I would probably use... Because if it works for a baby duckling covered in BP's mistakes, it'll work for your cat. Blue Dawn dish soap. It's safe. You just get a little dab on a towel with some warm water and you'll get that lipstick right off. And cover oh, man, up your corporate you have to crimes. Submerge the cat. That's, that's, the, that, that's the hardest part because cats themselves are waterproof. So this is like, true. how do you get something that's waterproof <laughs> off of something else that's waterproof? <laughs> But speaking of regrettable smooches, if there's one person that I would love to smooch and regret, it's Rick Reynolds. Because he deserves a smooch for allowing us the use of his song United from the album Portals in Progress, which you can find on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify. You can find him on YouTube also and on Instagram at Rick Reynolds. Jess, would you like to share any social media information with people or would you like to maintain an air of mysteriousness? If you desperately want to know my uh, my vague thoughts about various pieces of media, my Twitter is at your philosophies. That's you are philosophies. And, uh, and that's about it. I used to work on the or digitization project. That is you are digitization project. Small world, everybody. Archaeology. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an arche- it's an archaeology slash spelling joke. Super niche. <laughs> I, I love a niche joke and I'm going to have to dig into that one because I know I have to get it. Well, the archaeologist do that all joke. The time. <laughs> <laughs> you all know where to find me. Uh, you can find me playing characters of all sorts on Shrimp and Crits. You can find that on your local podcatcher. Um, you can find us on social media at Shrimp and Crits. And you can find me personally on Twitter. At Cap and Crits. That's Crits with a C. The the pun for the show makes sense, but your Twitter handle makes less sense outside of mm-hmm. the context of the show. Yeah, we're connected. So you have to basically keep doing shrimp and crits forever. I mean, we got the best podcast name, so I might as well. 
It's up there. Uh, <laughs> and you can find me individually at Food Aside on Twitter and Instagram. That is F-O-O-D-I-C-I-D-E. You can find the podcast on all the social media platforms that matter at Wreck Your Pod. Or you can send us email correspondence at wreckyourpod at gmail.com. So that's that's good for any questions, comments, concerns, topic suggestions, etc. Uh, you can also find us on the Podcast Nexus Discord server, a link to which will be presented. Sorry, I've been drinking whiskey and now my words are out of order. Uh, it's in the show notes. Go check it out there. Um, we also have a private Discord server, which I think I'm going to put up behind a paywall because Ooh. of all the phenomenal content in there. That's right. Uh, starting this week, you can you can sign up for our Patreon. There will be a link in the show notes. Uh, this is the first of two Patreons. This one is for advertisers. So if you want to put a 30 or 60 second spot on our show, advertising your product, service, show, what have you. Really, I'll say whatever the hell you want as long as you pay me money. Um, within reason, like don't give me any Nazi bullshit or Trump. Can- like we're not, we're not yeah, like Kyle Trump twenty four campaign. That is completely, yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse clear. cannot sell his my pillow diapers on there or whatever the fuck they're doing. So if between now and next week you find yourself huddled quietly hiding from the police in a room next to the bathroom and you're wondering whether that toddler is going to dime you the fuck out, and you don't have time to wait for our next show, we encourage you to check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. We are united, but we're so far apart.